recorded on and we're recording so how's it everyone my name is jack hobbs and welcome back to the kalhari podcast and for my second guest i decided to try and take some inspiration since i'm a game developer to look for someone who has that same creative technique and who is also here for ryan and it's better now that i finally found someone maybe interesting uh <laughs> what's your name so and where are you from Aloha kako. Uh, this is Kuha Ozain, and I am from Hilo, Hawaii, but more importantly from Kelkaha. And I think, oh, and also I am uh, a designer and creative director at Sig Zane Designs alongside with my dad, as well as the rest of the team that we have here at Sig Zane Designs. Awesome. Um, so do you have any stories you want to share with us today? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, thank you very much for, for, for having me and for allowing this opportunity, Jack. I, I definitely was, uh, I, I admired your story and your journey of how you got to that point from your, the last presentation that you gave. So I appreciate you reaching back out ever so consistently too, uh, because I, I think that it's important to be able to reconnect every so often. But uh, that said, uh, thank you. And I'll keep this story a little bit brief. So uh, to, to be able to give a little bit, con little bit of context, uh, I grew up in Sig Zane Designs, my dad's uh, Aloha shirt business. And I literally grew up around the store doing everything from sweeping the front sidewalks to um, organizing hangers to folding Aloha shirts. That was one side of my youth. The other side of my youth was growing up in a hula hello, and that was on my mom's side of the family. And so that, that side of the family has an eight generation hula practice that not only focuses on the movements and choreography of hula, but also the chants, as well as the surrounding arts, no matter if it's ohe kapala, or if it's creating your a'ahu, if it's um, having to you know, harvest house so that you can make a house skirt, or if it's even trying to go at nighttime and to find coupés so that you can wear coupés for your um, for your performance. And so those are the kind of like the two factors that I grew up with. One side definitely deep within the practice of hula ha'a or hula culture. And one side on the retail portion and doing design, creativity, and artwork that is inspired by this cultural section. And so for right now, I've been doing, um, I've been designing for about 21 years now. Wow, I'm old. <laughs> I've been designing for 21 years and, um, you know, I've started from the most humblest, uh, just doing a t-shirt job for one of my aunties or something like that when I was in high school to selling t-shirts in high school. And then even more so, now I'm working with some of the biggest, um, you know, companies in the world. And at the same time, I feel like it's the same stories that is inspiring me. It's the stories of our Aina. It's the stories of our practices. It's the stories that all of us are familiar with uh, living here in Hawaii. So that said, um, today's story, it's a very simple one and it's kind of off the top of my head. So, you know, bear with me, but it's called power in the name. I was told by my mom that 
there are specific ways to instill mana. And um, that always stood out for me because, you know, mana is such an important term and it's such like, a, um, it's such an important part of our culture and of each individual too. And so I always like thought about that, like, wow, instilling mana or like putting mana into something. And one of them that always stood out to me was naming. And it's very Hawaiian to be able to name things. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So uh, like, what kind of names? And she would tell me like, oh, you know, you can name like your pahu or like your drum that you made or like a samurai would have a name for their sword. And, or if you have a child then you can name your child. And a part of that is that you're instilling this name for this item so that this name can be uh, prophetic and have that prophetic nature that hopefully this item or this child will grow into this name. And so uh, um, my name, Kuha Oi Michaelani, means rain from clear sky. And, you know, uh, generally rain doesn't come from clear skies. It comes from, you know, the black clouds or it comes from uh, really light drizzles. But when I was growing up, I was always like, what does that mean, rain from clear sky? That's so weird. And I started to look it up um, in different, uh, I started to look it up in the dictionary, in the Hawaiian dictionary. Then I also started to like, you know, when Google came around, I started to Google, does it happen that often? And then every so often, you know, it happens where it's like these really light drizzles where it, rain, it rains and you look up and it's like sunny. And I, I haven't had that happen to me too often, but uh, it's pretty interesting because since I was given this name and I've thought about it over all of my youth and then even, even to today, it's been a major inspiration for me to have a name that is tied to a element out there. And so for me, I really, I really like different types of rains and I've been researching even the rain names, Kuokani Lehu, of course, the one of uh, Hilo. And, you know, every, every area in the islands has their own rain names. And so not only did it inspire me as a, as a natural phenomenon, but it also inspired me as artwork. And so what you're looking at behind here, these white lines over here, is actually a wall divider in my office, in my design studio that we have here. And I wanted to figure out how do you depict rain in a kind of in a Hawaiian motif or in a Hawaiian aesthetic, like ohekapala. And at the same time, how would you make it clear or something that you would be able to see through? And so this is one of the designs that I came up with. It's actually really simple. It's just five lines on a repeat. And then every so often there's a large gap, but I wanted some sort of transparency. And initially I was supposed to have uh, acrylic on here so that it would have like a frosted color. But um, weirdly enough, this humble design right here has made it into the Honolulu Museum of Art. Uh, and it wasn't because, it wasn't because I was trying to promote it. It was because this lady um, who kind of admired our Aloha shirts, I was giving her all of these different ideas of what I wanted to do at the Honolulu Museum of Art. And she was like, no, I don't want any of that. 
you know what I want? And she went onto my Instagram and uh, she scrolled and she saw this in the background of one of my Instagram photos. And she was like, I want that. And I was like, oh, that's weird. She was like, what is that? And I was like, oh, it's kind of my rain wall. Like I call it my rain wall. I like this design only lived in this office previously. And from there, um, it made, we did an installation uh, at the Honolulu Museum of Art. And we used, I want to say it was like about 15 or 18 different placed lighting around it so that the shadows on the back of the wall behind this rain wall would look like rain coming down. And I thought that was a pretty, pretty clever idea on their part to be able to have me um, present this. And at the same time, you know, to be, to be able to see this concept of, you know, a name that my mom gave me turn into artwork and then turn into this wall here and even transcend this office and make its way to the Honolulu Museum of Art is a mind-blowing experience for me because sometimes there is power in the name and maybe that name starts off as just a whisper but in the power and the inspiration of the name Sometimes that journey, no matter if it's in a five-year journey or if it's a 20-year journey, or I'm turning 38 this year, if it's a 38-year journey, I think that it serves that inspiration and it serves that purpose just as long as you're there to be able to carry it through to that. And so now this artwork is on Aloha shirts. Um, it's been, I've been collaborating with um, different artists using the same exact artwork. And I think all of that goes to show that there's power in the name. And if, you know, if you're starting a new project or if you're starting on a new idea, maybe the first step is to think about a name and instill mana into that project by giving it some power in the name. That's my story. Sorry, guys. <laughs> ah, awesome, awesome. That, that's actually like, oh, God, do you think, okay, that's not happen as any questions. <laughs> um, but honestly, so you'll, you'll work with Hawaiian culture as well as in the business doing fashion. Have you ever had any comments of curiosity where you were supposed by like, this could be complete strangers or complete locals. Like, oh, maybe you shouldn't be doing um, Hawaiian culture or maybe you shouldn't be doing this on fashion. Have you ever been approached like that? Or if not, was there any case like that? Or I'm just curious. You're right, you're right. There, there has been actually. Um, and I think for me, like, what I try to do is I try to find stories that relate to me directly because then I'm, I'm the carrier or I'm the steward of that story. Then that way I can decide where I want to put it, you know? Mm -hmm. But if maybe the story was of maybe an ali'i or maybe the story was of an auntie or an uncle that is close to them, maybe it's important to get their clearance first 
And if it's an alii of the past, maybe, you know, maybe you got to go do a pule or something and see if you're okay with that. Or maybe even more so, maybe you got to go give a whole kuku or something. So I think that um, keeping in mind the reverence or the importance of these stories, and then also to keep in mind the reciprocity of these stories, like where do these stories come from and how can you give back to them, no matter if that's as a whole kuku or if that's a monetary or if that's a heyao that you got to go help restore or something of that sort. I think keeping in mind each of those um, are those two concepts of the reverence of the story and then also to the reciprocity of the story. I think those are two important things before you even get to fashion. But I think for me in fashion, if um, I'm cool with fashion, I like to wear, you know, I like to wear fly things every so often. So uh, for me, I'm completely fine with fashion. But at the same time, I'm, I am, I do curate and try to select specific stories that I share in fashion as that artwork. And I think that, um, I think that's needed. Like, I don't think it's a light thing, like where like, this looks cool, this looks cool, let's put it on this. You know, I think I look at us more as educational. And so if we can share these stories and educate our customers on some of these stories and the cultural context or background that are behind them, then I feel we do our part as um, as stewards of these stories. I'm probably just gonna edit that one out so we so I could just be like, okay, this is just for me. <laughs> but, um, so honestly, um, have you on the topic of like project management and stuff like that though, have there ever been a case where, for example, in game development, we often have project names and they often get changed the next day over because of the different game mechanics. Has there ever been a case where in your professional, in your personal life where you had named something previously, but felt like you had to change it somehow or change the name of it? Yeah, no, that's another excellent question. Um, so sometimes when I'm working on a project or I'm working on a fabric design, fabric design, for example, sometimes I have an initial concept in my mind of what I want, of a story I want to share or a design that is kind of like formulating. And so even on a digital file, I'm sure you have digital files, no, uh, no matter if it's a Word document or whatever kind of file it is, I'll even name that digital file I won't leave it untitled. I'll name it with my initial concept first. It might be in English sometimes, it might be in Hawaiian, uh, but I'll name the initial file. And then as I'm working on it, sometimes that energy or the concept develops into something else. And so before I come out with it as an actual fabric design, I'll name it with an official name at that point. And so I think, you know, names are good and they're powerful, but at the same time, I think, you know, you, you can, you can kind of roll with the, uh, with the um, feeling of it to see if you need it to evolve. And really if the name, if the name calls for something else or a different direction as it's evolving. So if names, for example, like words be, Manapua man is something we use every day, but 
it could be something completely different in the next 50 years. Do you ever got that feeling where names that you piece on something today will can be altered, not by you, but just by the times, like by just someone else and it gains a popular popularity because of a different meaning? Yeah, no, um, you, I think you're onto something. Um, I think contextually, as humans, I think there's a lot of human values that never go out of style, right? And so if there are names that can align with these human values or even environmental values, like rain's never, like rain will always be around, right? So if there's a rain name, then the context of the rain name will stay the same for hundreds of years. Um, and so I think maybe trying to choose the right name that, that will, uh, you know, it'll still be popular or not popular. It'll still have the same sort of like um, relevance a uh, hundred years from now, 200 years from now. But at the same time, like some projects that I have, some projects I think of, I think of the project, but I only want the project to live for five years or 10 years or something. And so for those projects, I'll try and name them something a little bit more uh, trendy or a little bit more uh, popular currently right now. And so I think it's kind of fun that, you know, both are available to you. It's kind of up to you as a creator to decide what you want to instill in that name. If you want to give it a name that's going to live on for generations, or if you want to give it a name that's going to be super hot right now, and everybody will know what you're talking about, and then you can, you know, let it let it um, die away after that. So you talk about how you wanted to educate your customers. Does this also apply to your names as well? When you, you're picking names in particular to just say, hey, look at this name. So it will point you to actual Hawaiian law or that wasn't we, oh, that was the case. <laughs> um, no, it's, yeah, a lot of it, it has to do, um, I think, I think again, it, it just it just goes to what stories you want to share, mm -hmm. and uh, you choose these names based on the stories that you want to share. And so, I think each of the um, like my dad names every style that we have, every uh, pattern style that we have, and right now all of the styles that he's creating, um, like the Aloha shirt styles, or even this hat. This hat is called Kulapai. And Kulapai is a location in, um, in uh, Kelkaha. It's an area in um, Kelkaha. And so he's naming all of the styles that were coming out this year of areas in Kelkaha just so that he can kind of like give some context to people like where we're from and then some of the important areas that we're from. And so it's really just about the stories that you want to share. So here's a off-ball, this kind of this. Uh, in my head so yeah. um what do is there a difference in storytelling when you're dealing with different age groups for example my age group to um my mom's age group where it's like 55s and 60s to my grand grandpa's age group is there a different way of your presenting your products or storytelling wise yeah i think i think um 
just as much. Well, you know, that's interesting. I like that. Uh, I have two, two, two answers to that. For hula, when we're dancing hula, we don't, we don't change our dances at all whatsoever, right? We just dance this dance. We've been dancing it the same way for hundreds of years. And so this is how we're going to present it to you, no matter if the kids scream and be like, ah, I don't like this, or if the adults are like clapping, or if the old, uh, if some of the older kupuna are like crying, this is how we present the dance. Then on the other side, for, um, for aloha shirts, the aloha shirt doesn't necessarily change. The aloha shirt's the same, but we can engineer and tune maybe the colors or the artwork to be louder or more subtle depending on the right audience. And so I think that it's important to understand for you as a creator, what are the things that you don't want to change? You want to present this to your audience exactly as is. And then from there, figuring out what do you engineer and what do you tailor specific for your audience? So I think it, it's, it's not a concrete answer. I think it's um, more of an, an understanding of what you're able to do and what boundaries you're setting for yourself. Awesome. Well, unless you have any questions for me. <laughs> um, the last question is, if you were to they die all of a sudden in the next 30 minutes, nothing <laughs> you are, and if that does happen, NSA, please don't hunt me down. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, so what would be, what would be your lasting legacy that you want everybody to remember you for? other than being the son of these two great legends. <laughs> it's really corny, but I'll just say it anyway. I do believe that for me as a little kid growing up in Kelkaha, and I'm able now currently to work with everybody from Nike to Hurley to Disney to you know, all of these like really big companies. When I was growing up, I would not have ever even fathomed that I would be able to call this my job or my career. And I think in this journey of this 21 years of designing, I think that I've achieved so many dreams and looking back at these dreams, sometimes they've started as just little whispers of ideas, or sometimes they've been something that I really wanted since I was a little kid. And I think if you put the right energy and you're grateful and you're thankful for the right people, I think that, you know, anything's possible as far as what dreams you want to achieve. And so as um, cliche as that sounds, I say, you know, claim your greatness, transcend, transcend your current 
situation and see how far you can take it because that opportunity is there for all of us, for each of us to be able to do that. So let me see everyone be great. And with that, aloha. I still don't know how to end this. <laughs> I do have a question for you. What, what size t-shirt do you wear and what's your address?